0: Welcome to the new episode, Yoshida. I'm in, back in K Town. Thank you, Jonathan Branstein and Laura K. Branstein for let me use their conference room. And I'm here with Angie. Is it Crum? It's Crum, oh, yes. But but the Germans pronounce it Krum or Crum? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, very nice name. Um, as Joe Rogan always used, that word Crum from Konig Bar- Oh Barberi. yes, yep,
1: yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Different
0: spelling, but
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so we met. Three weeks ago in Vegas Yep Um I know that you headline a lot in uh, Vegas too But you were part of Edwin San Juan's show And thank you did a fantastic job Thank you But what what intrigued me was What you've been doing for a long time Which is You want to explain to the audience What you, you've been doing
1: Um I've been doing hair for 18 years Is okay. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay
0: <laughs> Um but but you you did a little bit of other things, right? Like Brazilian waxing stuff, maybe in the beginning. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I have a full like cosmetology degree, so I was trained in hair, skin, and nails. So I can I'm certified for all of it. I can still do, even though I don't do the waxing anymore.
0: So we we uh, uh, if you don't mind, we we'll talk about uh, when you got in comedy and stuff. I'm yeah, really yeah. I, I'm really curious about that uh, your profession because I've never had. Someone from your profession Oh,
1: okay Yeah, very nice so, away
0: So um, uh, It's very giving I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have asked you If, if you weren't funny And you were very funny On the show
1: Thank you
0: um, So a little bit Of your background You, were, you grew up in Butte, Montana You were born and raised there?
1: No, I was born in Phoenix Raised Oh Raised like half There's a town called Casa Grande In between Phoenix and Tucson So okay. I was raised there till I was 11 And then when I was 11 We moved up to Pine Top, Which is in the White Mountains Of Arizona It's like an hour okay. and a half Away from Flagstaff and but my dad's from Montana so every chance we got my parents were taking us up there to see all of our family on that side of the family and um, okay I went to beauty school there so you know I you know
0: is, is it was it like a family run business or this is something that you're the only one you I'm did, the only
1: hairdresser in the family
0: so um, what did the inter- when did the interest come
1: uh, to be quite honest I wanted a career that I could fall back on because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life okay. And um that's smart and also, I like the idea that you can make good money, and you make your own hours, and you set your own prices, and now, you know, all these years later with comedy, it's like it works out perfect, because since I make my own schedule, if I get booked for a gig, well, then I just, you know, I'm my own boss, so I just say, well, not working that day, you know, so it goes hand in hand. Because nice.
0: we met, because you you go to Vegas once a month, co- mm-hmm. pe- your former clients, yeah, and you just show up, yep. and you do shows at night, which is very convenient. Yeah, it man. is, it is. And you live in LA now, okay. Yep. Um, so... When did you, what, what age did you, you start thinking, like, I think I could do this? Like, about... Did you know early on you are going to start cutting people's hair? and things Oh, like gosh,
1: that? no. I was the biggest tomboy growing up. Like, there was people that found out... When they found out I became a hairdresser, they were like, Angie Crum's a hairdresser? That's scary, you know? Because, again, I never did my hair and makeup. I didn't give a crap about beauty or anything like that. And so, again, it was just a fallback career. School was only a year long. Um, it took me a year and a half. But, so... That's basically kind of where it stemmed from, you know. Just, I tried college for three days, hated it, and said, nope, let me try a vocational school. And that's just kind of... And halfway through the the beauty school, I everything kind of started clicking with, like, learning chemicals and angles and, I don't know, just it all kind of came together, you know, like a puzzle. And from there, I was just like, hey, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I enjoy doing this, and I was good at it, you know. What
0: did you, what did you go to school? Where in the Montana. Okay. That's where it.
1: Butte kind of comes into a little bit more. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so i i didn't realize uh, you know i did a little bit of research they were saying pretty interesting stuff a couple of things they were saying uh, your business have a lot similar thing with porn which is uh, tend to be more recession resistant because they were saying that even during the recession 2008 the business kind of stayed because women still want to get their hairs down really nice and they want to yeah. look good and it's it really is like the more i read about it uh i I'm more sympathetic to women because you guys are, I'm, I'm including you with the whole group, but like constant worry about looking always better, always looking, looking always good. It, yeah, it, that's it, true. It's a very stressful thing, isn't it? I mean, you're dealing with women. Not mo- most of your clients are women, I'm assuming.
1: Uh, actually, mine is probably about half and half. I give a pretty mean men's haircut with a straight edge razor oh, blade. Okay. So I have a lot of men clientele too.
0: But who's more demanding?
1: Uh, it's probably about even Is that right? Yeah Oh yeah Men are very very particular with their hair And they need it done more often You know So um, Yeah they're very particular with their hair And I'd say We aren't necessarily
0: talking about gay men
1: No no men I'm talking good. about You know a lot of the times I can make their hair look exactly perfect And then They'll just like Hand me your comb And they'll just like Have to like Put their own little touch to it You know So finally I'm just like You know what After I'm done with the haircut And I shampoo them out I'm like here Style your own down hair
0: yeah. You know so, um, I think you were telling me a little bit earlier that, of course, like anything else, when you start anything new, there's a learning curve, right? Even oh, yeah. you, Even you went to school, you have a good intention, enthusiastic. So, like, explain to me, like, when you when you have, I don't want to say it's your fault, but when, when there's, like, when you, when you did somebody's hair... They're very unhappy. What do you What do you do in that situation? Let's say you fuck it up. Like, do you Can you give me a couple examples? Uh,
1: Let me think. Um,
0: I'm sure it's been a while since.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. But also, the other thing too, it's like you know, with every profession, when you're starting off, you're learning, and it does take you like. And I noticed comedy was kind of the same way because you get to a certain point in your hairdressing career where you're like, "Man, I'm I'm good right now. I'm you know I'm on fire." Right. And then something happens, or you you know get a a new client that their hair's a lot different than most of what you're used to working on or whatever it's like and so uh and so then you you know but then again as the years go by and years go by now I've gotten to the point knock on wood but nothing challenges me anymore it's so I look at somebody I'm like oh you need to do this formulation and just throw out some chemicals to them you know um let me think of of a time that
0: have you ever made anyone cry
1: uh, yeah, a couple times.
0: <laughs> I want to. So.
1: Um, you know why? Because they come in and they've had long hair their whole life and they decide they want to cut it off, you know, maybe about the shoulders and donate it, and that makes people cry. And I finally. Oh, got,
0: oh so it's, it wasn't your mistake. It just, no, it's
1: just them parting with their hair. Right is what makes them cry. And so I finally got to the point where now when people come in and they're like, I want to cut my hair off. I'm like, I will do it under the condition that you do not cry. You need to be ready. Do you really say that to yeah, them? Oh, yeah. I get I get harsh with my customers because, again, I've been doing this for 18 years. If I have a customer comes in and they're an asshole to me, I say, you know what? I don't think that we're a good fit, a good mix. So, um, you know, I suggest you find another hairdresser. Or yeah. I had one client freak out on me. I almost had to get a restraining order against that one. Um... Or you have people that they come to you the first time and then they, they decide that they like it, but you just didn't like them because they were an asshole, you know? And uh, it's like, don't treat me like a lower class citizen because I'm doing your fucking hair, you yeah. know? So anyways, um, then they say, okay, um, I want to make another appointment. How much will it be? I double the price and they pay it. I'm like, all right, I'm charging you X amount extra to deal with you. And uh, yeah. so, you, so you
0: haven't made anyone crime because you made a uh, mistake.
1: No, no. Also, you really um, are good.: Yeah, I mean, I've never made that bad of mistakes. like one time here's one. when I was in beauty school, this guy comes in.: Well by the way,
0: so so, so you'll actually cut a real person, and obviously you give them a free haircut, right? That's, that's the, the exchange. I mean you might make a mistake, but the, the, oh,
1: okay, like if for how does that work like when
0: people show up?
1: Again, let me think. I mean, b- back when you're learning, yeah, a lot of stuff is either, um, I was always taught to just take it a little too long. If you're unsure, leave it a little bit longer because you can always cut a little more off. You can't put it back on. You right. know? Yes. So the only thing like I've had people come back because they're like, you know what? I want it a little bit shorter and that, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's right. not really fucking up. But yeah. um, with color, there's been times where. Um,
0: Who usually want to get color uh, their hair? Is it. That shit always drives me crazy when I see Asian people with like a real—I don't know why. I think I'm just an old person, but that shit just—I don't know—it really bugs it me. It depends
1: on the person, their their skin tone, um, their. For some you know, people
0: it works, others it just doesn't
2: look exactly, right.
1: Exactly, you know. And if somebody comes in and they say, "Hey, I want my hair like this," one, I have to even think you know, is this even going to look good on them, too? Will their hair even get to that? Like, they'll bring in a picture of Angelina Jolie and say, I want to look like this. And it's like, no, you don't want your hair like that. You want the face and body to look like that. Yeah. And it's not going to happen, you know. Um,
0: because you've been doing this long enough, you could tell looking at somebody's face, somebody's skin tone and say, well. Just the
1: texture of their hair, if they have thin or thick hair. Your
0: shape of your head. Shape you, of their face, shape of their head. Then you could suggest, like, I think you look better with this hairstyle, right?
1: mm mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
0: but h- what's the percentage of people that listen to you or they don't listen to you?
1: Uh, I'd say almost hundred percent of them listen to me.
0: Oh, they do listen to oh, you Oh, yeah,
1: oh yeah because I say that won't look good on you. Let me grab a magazine. let's flip through with some options that will right. look good on you, you know because it's like I've got fairly thick hair. somebody comes in and wants my hairstyle, but their hairs like like almost like feathers. There's people out there with hair that fine. I feel so bad for them
0: why 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 is the uh, fair <coughs> hair a lot like, of it
1: could just be their jeans a lot of it could no be but why like,
0: why is those why why that kind of hair is bad
1: Oh, because you can't really do anything with it. It's always lays flat. A lot of times you can see their scalp. Um, A lot of times it can't handle chemicals the way other thicker hair can. Um,
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Oh, who's a good example? I've seen super fair-skinned blonde hair people like really the kind of hair that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So and they can't do anything with that? They
1: can't do much. They either have to keep it really, really short, or if they can get any type of length to it, um, put extensions in it. So, because their hair, I mean, it just, it'll break right off. Or, like I said, you can't get any volume out of it. Just, there's not much you can do, you know. So, um. So do you like your hair? Do I like my hair? Yeah. Yeah, I love my hair.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> some, sometimes sometimes people don't, they always want something different. So, like, who was telling me? Some white person was saying she wished she had an Asian girl's hair. And I was like, why? Why would that matter? I didn't understand why that was. Did she
1: have really thin hair? I think so. That's why. Most so Asian people girls for, for, have thick hair.
0: So, if you have thick hair, you could do more stuff with it. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. But there's some people that their hair is so thick that that's almost a burden too, you know.
0: Is that a uh, is that like a black person's hair?
1: Um, you know what? Black people's hair, it's like it's different in the aspect that most of the time it's really really curly. Um, but I've done um black hair before and <clears throat> it really can't handle chemicals the way um other people's hair can like um, I had a black lady come in and she had me put highlights in her hair, and like we thank God she was letting me give her a really good trim afterwards because her hair really couldn't handle too much chemicals because of everything else she already that does. That doesn't do mean it every black
0: person, right? Just it was that particular black person. There,
1: yeah, there is some that their hair, just like with any, you know, uh, any person's hair, it's like there's different, like there's white people, there's Mexican people, there's Asian people that some people have thinner hair, some people have thicker hair, just like some people oh, have. Also, has like nothing to do with the color of hair. your hair. No, I mean, it's like, you know, like it's. I don't know. I, I will say that African-American hair I've noticed that can't handle, like, chemicals the way other people's hair can. You know, it's not as strong as you think because it looks like they have a ton of it or it looks really yeah. wiry because it's curly. It it really can't, you know. I see. Um, In my experience, all the African-American hair I've worked on um, – it was very fragile you know but also they do their own like home relaxers on them and stuff too so it's like those chemicals are on their hair strands so now you're working with a chemical already on the hair and you're putting more chemicals on it so so that's how people melt people's hair off
0: uh how difficult for most black people to have straight hair if they're trying to do that is it really pain in ass?
1: If I mean, it's came a long way. So if they want to have straight hair, depending on how curly their hair is, I see they can get that thing I was telling you about the Brazilian blowout. Yeah, it's there's that and a couple other treatments that you can do on your hair that it either makes your hair straight or just a really big wave, so it's easier to just like take a flat iron to it and flatten it out. Um, Sounds like a lot of work. It is
0: (laughs) because I've seen some black girls. Well, especially in porn. Some of them look really going straight hair, other one like it didn't look right. Uh, it's, really, it's a really fine line, isn't it? It just depends. Yeah. I, c- I can't tell you why it looks good. I can only tell you like when it's off, I could tell something's not right.
1: Well, the other thing, too, is like you have to look at how – do they have it flat but it still looks a little bumpy or fuzzy or is it nice and straight and silky looking, you know? Silky. That,
0: that's when they look good.
1: Exactly. So if it's not silky, then they fucking did it wrong. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> if it looks like shit, then they didn't do it right, you know? Plain and simple.
0: Because I saw that Chris Rock's documentary – I didn't know most black people when they put extensions, they're from – the hairs are from India. That surprised me I just assumed they were from Africa or something you know
1: yeah um I want to say that a lot of stuff uh I know a lot of hair comes from India
0: well do they have a good hair basically they've speaking? got the
1: thick you know um I think a lot of hair comes from like probably like China and Japan too you know because you have that one is that right from Japan yeah it's like a lot of people grow their hair really long and cut it off and sell it because you can you know make some good money it's like um,
0: we well, say this is one thing I grew up. Um, what I've been told when I was a kid in Japan was that from out of Asian people, the people with the best hair. This I don't know if it's true, but they always, always. I've been always been told as people uh, from Mongolia, Mongolian hair. Um, and I also read that uh, per capita, Mongolian people have less chance of going bald. Like the, the, really, the, yeah, that's what I hmm. read. So I always thought like. Because every time I watch anything with Genghis Khan movies or something, <laughs> they always have a nice thick right. hair. I don't know if that's true, but um, I thought I thought maybe India for sure, maybe China, but I never knew but just about
1: Anybody that's got thick hair, I mean, that's the hair that they want because from there they can either break it up and get two bundles of hair out of it or if, you know, say like... Somebody donates their hair and their hair is like dark brown or like your color. Your hair is like a natural black, you know. So like you grew your hair out, donated it. But from there, they're like, okay, well, we need light brown hair. or We need blonde hair. Your hair is so thick. It can handle the chemicals to get it up to that point if it needs to be. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of blondes with thick hair donating hair, you know. I honestly think they shave cadavers' heads, you know, because you see all these hair stores where it's all human hair. It's like there is not that many people in the world donating their damn hair, you know. So...
0: I don't know. <laughs> um, wow, that's that's really interesting. So now you have a X amount of clients. They're very happy because mm-hmm. you, you, you do so good. Um, can you talk about like stuff? Ah, I, I was looking for. Well, maybe we could jump into Brazilian wax stuff. Maybe okay. Could, okay, so well, why is it called Brazilian? By the way. Do you know?
1: Um, I think it it was. Well,
0: first, explain to people what that is if they don't know.
1: Okay, Brazilian wax is basically we get everything waxed off downstairs, Um, and it's it's a little controversial. Some people say you leave a little tiny patch on top, but as long as it's gone all the way down your ass crack, you know, around your butthole, everything, you know, it's. um, But then I've heard that if you take that little extra patch off the top, then it's considered to be an Egyptian wax.
0: Oh, I never heard that.
1: Yeah So I don't know But everybody still refers to it as a Brazilian wax And a lot of it too is I think um, Probably because it was probably developed in Brazil You know And the women are walking around down there with these You know bald vaginas on the n- nude beaches and stuff I don't know I've never been to Brazil But I'm assuming that's where it came from I never really I've been down there They it. wear
0: a lot of those um, G-string I guess
1: Yeah see there you go So
0: um, So do they teach you that in school How mm-hmm. to do that Yeah <laughs> They do
1: Yeah
0: and it sounds so painful. I mean, I read and read it all day. Like it's, it's you know the one that we were talking about. Um, um, uh, what were they saying? That's Jonathan right there. Um, like these women, they're like seven, eight, nine months pregnant. They're just so concerned to look proper. Oh
1: yeah. Um.
0: And but what I, what I, what I didn't know is uh, you have to be very hygienic because if you. If you don't do it correctly, you could get infection down there. You might get your child sick, too. That I didn't know.
1: That I didn't know either, but it makes sense.
0: Like one lady was saying like her baby was was sick for a couple days, you know, and then early birth or something like that. But, um, yeah, so.
1: That's interesting. Um, No, I do know that I've had – um, clients over the years, like if they get pregnant, they have the esthetician there, wax them. Um, usually they're already a regular client and then they get waxed right before they give birth. But, but also, well, why, why is that necessary? Um, one, just it's their usual hygienic, you know, like if it gets too long, you have to trim it down or, you know, plus when you start waxing, it c- grows back so much more sparse that there's really not much and it doesn't hurt anymore, you know. Okay. Um and also, if a pore bleeds when you rip a hair out, you killed that pore. No hair will ever grow out of it again. Is that right? Uh huh. So, anyways, um, so, um, but also, I've heard from the women that they're um, gynecologists or whatever say, we appreciate that you're all cleaned up down there for what we have to do. So, it's also, you know, extended from the doctor, you know, thank you type thing. And they keep saying,
0: always use thick, thick wax. Is that right?
1: Uh everybody's different. They have this one where it's you lay it on thicker, but instead of laying the strip over it, it's yeah. like a when it you know it's you know it's ready to be pulled off because it's like like that. It's like you can it makes a click noise because it all hardens and you just grab it, pick, you know, pick a little edge off the skin and rip it off. Oh,
0: that's how you do it. Yeah. Um they're also saying that it's probably better if you take a hot shower before. Something about follicles more uh uh cooperative father,
1: yeah um it opens your pores just like if you need to like ex- like like pull a hair out they say to do it after a shower um and they
0: also said uh, pops ma- ma- many people recommend take maybe ibuprofen like hour before or this one lady there's several lady keep saying you should take painkiller hour before you do it
1: i yeah i don't do it it hurts me too bad i just prefer to shave cuz uh, it hurts very bad for me okay um So those are
0: very wise Recommendation right
1: Yeah It also depends Like I have a really High tolerance for pain But that I don't know what it is It just
0: Well I mean obviously It's your It's your sensitive part Yeah you know
1: But it's like It just I don't know I don't know I I don't know what it is But I just I can't do it You know But then I know other people It's just It's done you know
0: Because it made me laugh Because some of the people are complaining They were saying things like Look, it's like going to see a dentist, right? You you should brush your teeth and frost Before you see a dentist, right? Mm -hmm. So please, some lady was saying um, Something about There's literally shit down there Like she just, you know, a couple clients Oh, I
1: believe it, yeah You know,
0: like they didn't do some cleanup and things like that Oh yeah,
1: I believe it You know, there's some people that are just disgusting And they don't even think like that, you know Things flying around um and I've heard I've heard many of the horror stories, you know. Or, Have you had any? You know, I didn't do waxing that much. Um, you know, I waxed a couple of friends stuff like that, but when I first started doing hair, I was living in um a really small town. And besides like Lips Eyebrows Arms Legs Things like that I didn't really have Too many of the Or they could just come in And they'd leave panties mm-hmm. on And we'd just do like The sides of bikini wax You know So not too many Brazilians for me And then when I moved to Vegas um, They said you have to Specialize in something And so I started to get them. License or something? Well, yeah, yeah. After you graduate school, then you um, take the state licensing, whatever, in the state that you're living in. And then, uh, so I was in Arizona, and then I transferred, you know, transferred my license up to Nevada. I had to get their Nevada license, whatever. And, uh, but the salon, I was working for this really, you know, high-end salon. They said, you can't do hair, skin, and nails. I said, you have to pick one and stick with it. So I stuck with hair. So I kind of gave up the nails and the the, um, skin. And here's the other thing, too as far as nails go. Oh, so you could have
0: done anything.
1: Oh, yeah, and I still can. I'm licensed for all of it. Um, When it comes to nails... I prefer to do people's feet People are like Feet are disgusting I'm like yeah But if you think about it Most of the time People have their feet In clean socks In their shoes You know And the first thing you do Is stick their feet In like a sanitary bath And they soak For like 10 minutes Before you even touch them It's like But people's nasty ass hands What the hell is under Their fingernails They touch everything They got their fingers down Their ass up their nose You know I would rather work On people's feet
0: Wow Actually that makes sense
1: It does And people are like Feet are nasty I'm like actually Hands are gross Hands are worse I think think about the next think no, about no. that the next time I hook up with a guy
0: <laughs> no, but do you have you ever seen – because you know i I always tease my friend Russell Peters, I don't know if you ever met him, but he's he's he like he has a foot fetish, you know makes makes sense you know like to you know Chinese used to vine ladies' feet because they think um it makes the feet looks beautiful, okay. But to me, if you see a uh, healthy feet, t- to me, that's like a credit report. If you have a really nice feet, chances are your body, rest of the body probably is healthy too. Yeah. Because you're standing on a damn thing, you know. Every, all your pounds is put on that. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: if you have a proportion of clear feet, chances are you're probably keeping everything nice. I, my exactly. Yeah. It shows
1: It shows that extra little extent of hygiene.
0: It's flies with you. So... so what what did you have to do with the feet? Like you have to wash them when you used to like put in nails and stuff or
1: Well it's like you've seen those pedicure chairs that yeah. they put their feet in that bath. Those. You know. Actually when I started it was so long ago the pedicure chairs weren't even invented yet. They you still oh, had really? to go like get this like a like, tub, yeah, or a bucket and uh <laughs> you know, fill it up with all your little bath salts or whatever else and then you'd take it over and put it in front of the chair that the person's sitting in and then you sit on the floor like on a little stool and you had a little caddy with all your stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but same thing. You let their feet soak. And then they came out with those petty chairs with the jacuzzis in them and it's a revolution.
0: When I was visiting my uncle now in New York City, first time in New York City, this is like maybe 10 days after 9-11-2001, okay. they opened their beauty salon on Bleecker Street they signed a deal and nine eleven happened like five days afterward.
1: oh wow, so
0: they had their business in the lower manhattan they didn 't know what the fuck is going to happen because at the time they were very good at it. They just opened a second one, but boy, it was looking pretty bad because who's go- who 's going to go down there with right you know where people with the right, yeah. right mind you know but wow. they struggled for the first couple of years, but I remember those pedicure things in new york city it's it's mostly Asian people run that business um are they any good? I mean, is it like one family start doing it and the rest of the family copied and all Asian or...
1: Um, you know, I don't even know how that trend got started. Probably along the same lines that I thought of. It's like it doesn't take a whole lot. You can make good money and get people in and out. So it's like, you know, if I have to, I can do like four men's haircuts an hour and then I'm making 100 bucks an hour, you know, things like that. So, uh, so they probably see it the same way, like hurry up and get these, you know, pedicures, yeah. manicures, full sets, you know, whatever... And most of them are pretty good, you know. They there was a long time where they weren't very good, and a lot of them had like nail funguses. That was a real big one and stuff like that. But when Asian people did it, oh yeah. And uh, <laughs>
0: wait, wait, wait. What 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 is this nail fungus thing that you're talking about? Well,
1: what it was is you know they're it working. turns
0: green or something.
1: Yeah, and your nail will f- fall off or start deteriorating or something like that. But
0: Wait, I don't understand like where Asian people's hands are dirty and they're transporting their No,
1: what it is is like they're working on people. So say like, you know, somebody did two people in an hour. Well it's yeah. like say like the first person that they worked on had already had a nail fungus and they use a nail file on them and don't sanitize it properly, and then they use it on the next person and that person gets This
0: it. is a hair version of HIV.
1: Yeah, basically. You ever see those commercials for like toenail fungus or yeah. fingers around your nails and stuff like that? A lot of times people get them from, from uh, the hand and feet parlors, you know. Oh, my God. Nail salons, yeah.
0: So what, what, what happens if you have them? Uh-oh.
1: You either get certain types of drops or um, your doctor will give you something or whatever, you know. But it's like, yeah, you just put it on there and eventually it kills it. and You just have to wait for it to grow out and then you clip it off.
0: Have you had problems like that, your clients?
1: Uh, yeah, I've seen. I've, I mean, shit, it's it's so common. I've actually gotten a, a toenail fungus before, and then again, toenail. You, yeah, yeah, it's more common on your feet than it is on your hands. From. <laughs> From those pedicure I guess, chairs I, I, I guess people, it's not that
0: clean after all
1: when, Well, when people run those jet baths yeah. In those pedicure chairs
0: You're supposed to change the water, right? If,
1: well, of course you change the water every time But it's like if you're running the jets And somebody doesn't like run bleach through it for long enough It doesn't fully kill everything Next same thing, next person comes along They run the jets and there they go Toenail fungus
0: So do you think when people get those fungus Do they realize where they got it, do you think?
1: Um, if they consistently go to the same place, they'll know exactly where they got it from, you know. Or it could be other things, like if they're using um, the shower at the gym and they're not wearing flip flops, you know, they could pick it up there.
0: So you should wear it.
1: Flip flops in the shower at the gym. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's not just for prison anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I haven't got anything like that yet. So wow. Um, so 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 at least they improved quite a bit. Um, i have never. Yeah, so I, like, I, I was I was looking for a blog. I, I was looking for a Burke book talking about dark sided of beauty salon business. I couldn't find anything like that. It was just the one Reddit thing about.
1: And you know what I Brazilian do have vaccine. like, like people ask me like, do you have any jokes about hairdressing? I'm like, I have a few jokes, but most of the the jokes I would tell, only other hairdressers would get my jokes. You know what I mean? Just like talking about certain clients or, you know, just different things. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't think most of the public would understand the hair jokes. So I've got like three of them that just relate to everybody, but... Huh. Huh.
0: <laughs> Going back to preselling wax, I mean, so so you've done enough, but is it is the same thing, say... If you're dealing with 18 year old girl versus 75 year old woman, I mean, do, do oh, women no, of totally that age? different. Do women of that age get? Well, I mean, what? Do women they get of that age
1: are freaky. Not only do they come in and get waxes, they ask if they can take the leftover hair color home um, to put on the remaining pubic hair. I swear are, to God, are you serious? I swear to God, it happens. They ask. I've probably been asked, maybe uh, not that often. I think I've had it like happen like wait, three wait, or four wait, times.
0: wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. Is so there co- is there I, hair they they want to take it?
1: Yeah, so it's like okay, say like either how should I say this? Okay, so I put color on their head, and then sometimes there's a little bit left over in the bowl, and they yeah. say, "Can I take that home and put it downstairs so the curtains match the drapes?" You know?
0: And these are like grandmother women,
1: yes, grandmas. That was, as a matter of fact, that's one of the first things they taught us in beauty school. They were like, um, they were like, if a woman asks you if she can take her hair color home, the answer is always no because it'll give you chemical burns. And, yes, I swear to God it happens, and it's only the old women. Wow. Yeah, but also, I mean, if I was going to do a Brazilian wax on an old lady, imagine how many wrinkles she's got down there. You know what I mean? So it's like you're probably stretching out thigh fat just to, you know, get a flat surface to put wax on. Yeah. You know, same thing. you got to probably pull up the stomach to get to, you know, everything out. So as opposed to an 18-year-old girl, you know, but I guess it's kind of the same thing like if the 18-year-old girl was fat – you know same thing you got to push all the rolls out of the way so i mean
0: how i mean how many of those things you've done you think over 100
1: brazilian waxes again like i had only been doing hair probably about um let me think. I think I'd been doing it. Yeah, I'd been doing it five years when I moved to Vegas. And so um, I was working in a small town almost the whole time. So I didn't really get too many of those types of things. But, you know, enough. I did it on like friends or, you know, whatever. But it was most like a lot of them back then was mostly bikini waxes. The Brazilian had become that big of a trend until after I.
0: Wait, what's what's the difference? Bikini wax is just like right outside of it.
1: Yeah, like, basically, like, if you see, you know, a pair... Like, if a girl has bikini bottoms on, anything that You want to take the hair would,
0: outside of that. Anything
1: that would be on the outside of that right. is a bikini wax.
0: I see. Um, is it because small you are conservative? That's not something that you do, or...?
1: Um, well, also, back then... Um, it, back then, like, the Brazilian wasn't really, like, trending that much. It wasn't until after I moved to Vegas that the Brazilian waxing became really big. When did it really change? Big.
0: Like, the last 15 years? Probably, like, the past 15 years. Wow, like these that. trends. I mean, how, how does it work? But again,
1: then also being in a small town, you know, I don't know. The, you know, some company probably came out with some new wax, and they're like, try the Brazilian, you know. Oh, you know what? I think... Sex and the City had an episode about it too Where she gets a Brazilian wax And I think it trended that way too
0: In 40 year old version remember that When he had that wax you know, removed First
1: his- off in that movie You would never ever put wax on hair that long You have to trim the hair down To maybe between I want to say it's like between a quarter and a half inch long like Oh, I so said I haven't waxed in a long time So they should have trimmed trim him it. down And then laid the wax on him But they did the it hair, for like comedic reasons Yeah, yeah and but the hair is like you know like like you know fibers of a sweater or something you know what i mean so it's like if you lay the wax on it it's not going to be able to seep through to get down to the skin and pull it where it's coming from you know I see. so yeah you got to trim it down and that's the other thing too if you get um a brazilian wax done when it starts growing back out you have to let the hair get to a certain length before you can wax it again even though it doesn't grow back for like a month you know um you still have to let it grow out enough for the wax to be able to grab onto something and this is
0: something about danger of um does this make sense? Ingrowing hair? Oh, what, yeah. What is that?
1: Well, haven't you ever gotten an ingrown hair on your arm or your leg? Oh, like
0: one extra hair sticking out?
1: Oh, no. I mean like uh, like it looks like a pimple on your arm. And, um, and what it is, it's a hair that grows out. And for some reason, it could have been the way that like your sweater rubbed against it or whatever. It curves back around and starts growing back in. Or oh, oh. it gets stuck under the skin and never pops through the skin. So, yeah, that's an ingrown hair. So, you have to, like, pick at it. Wow,
0: that's a good way of explaining. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. That makes sense. Like, you you drew a picture in my head. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um... So when you have that, you, you, what do you do? Like you can't just pull it out or? Well,
1: you have to basically, um, depending on how it is, like you have to
0: like break through
1: the skin yeah. and then you can get the the end of it to pop back up Oof. and then you pull it out. I got a story for you on that one. I, I want to hear, hear it. It okay. um, It's <laughs> probably about 10 years ago. I had, um, I can't remember if I had waxed or shaved everything down there. <laughs> And I went home to visit. Why
0: you have written sitcom on this, I have
1: no idea. <laughs> so I went home to visit a friend of mine. and yeah. while well, I was home visiting, and this one friend of mine, every time we see each other, we sleep together, you know? Yeah. So we're getting it on. But again, like, the hair was only, like, a few days grown out. So I don't know what it was, like, the friction of our bodies or something. Anyways, I get home, and all of a sudden, like, I've got pain down there, just on, like, the top part, though. And, uh... And then I noticed I start getting this red bump and it keeps getting bigger and it's sensitive to, I mean, all these things. So I'm like, that motherfucker gave me an STD. I'm like, God damn it. You know, so I go to the gynecologist and he goes, that's the worst ingrown hair I've ever seen. So my little sister was in school. She does skin as well. So she does all the waxing and everything now. And, uh, I went over to her school and she looked at it and there was like, I think there was three, maybe four ingrown hairs. Like like a little fucking hair hand, just like clawed its Wait, what was know? it? Like, it was right here, like you know, like a girl's vagina has like the U at the top. It was yeah. right above that, where so, I would normally have a lightning bolt. It was an ingrown hair, and I have a little tiny scar there because of it.
0: So how? So she had to remove it, right? She had to
1: like basically like like yeah like pick open the skin, kind of like like. Wait, wait, with
0: what? With a finger or no, no
1: no no? They have like um like um, a tweezer, tweezer yeah, yeah, that are almost like. Like very um, sharp angled on a side Or they have some that are like needle nose tweezers Oh my god So there's just a little thin layer of skin That you have to either pick through Or you can Sometimes you can actually see the hair Underneath the skin Not breaking through So you just kind of Oh yeah it's painful I mean it wasn't that painful Wait so you
0: have to break the skin To get it?
1: Sometimes yeah And that's how it was in this case You know it's like you kind of it's, it's almost like a little layer of skin Starts to grow over it That's why it looked like a big pimple, you know. It was probably it's probably like that big around, you know, not as round as a tip tip of a pinky finger or something. But it hurt. Oh, I, yeah, I, it I hurt. Bet. Yeah. Because
0: um, I I think another reason why women start feeling insecure about it, I really believe really because of my former business uh, job in porn business. I think so many women see women in porn. And the trend you know, for the last 10, 15 years was like hairless pussy, right? Right. So I'm sure guys watch a lot of that thinking that's what pussy is supposed to look like. Right. And like having a little bit of hair. I'm friends with Sasha Gray. She you know, she was one of the big – she still is, I guess, considered one of the greats in Pantheon, but the old business. But she brought – she was in Entourage two seasons before it was over, and she was a girl with – Really hairy pussy She brought that shit back Oh nice Okay But Why do you think Generally speaking It seems like Men prefer Women without a hair Right Seems like That's the trend right now
1: Yeah but also I mean One If it gets too long It actually is kind of painful Um, For whom For Well it's like You know Years before Like you know When I was a teenager It's like Just shaving down there In general Wasn't really that Big of a deal You know um, and again, like up- you
0: have a little bit of a hair, right? But you just kind of trim it. That was the trend back then.
1: No, back then people just didn't even shave. Still, you know what I mean? This was like like early '90s. You know, yeah. like people weren't really, you know, or if it was talked about. I grew up in a small town. Yeah. And again, I was like a tomboy when I was a teenager, so I didn't fucking care or know whatever. And uh, I started noticing, like, if you wear a pair of panties, it's like, you know, pressing against you or whatever. At the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, that kind of hurts, you know. Shave it off. You don't have that problem. I don't know why. Um, And then other things, it's like, you know, just for sex, it feels better. Like, you can, you know, if you're having sex so much, it could almost feel like razor blades on a guy's dick after about five hours, you know. Um, You know, just for hygienic reasons, odor, things like that. You go to the gym all the time or whatever. Um, Wait, wait, but hair, does hair have something to do with the smell? Well, it's like you sweat, so our hair catches the odor. So it's like, you know, if I go to the gym and, you know, go let some guy eat me out, nine times out of ten, if I don't have hair, it's not going to smell like anything, but if there's hair. And
0: also, like, I think even you and I talked about this, and then we already talked about in – (laughs) <laughs> Poor. Well, you know, in, in the, the ancient times, the Roman soldiers, they were told to get their hair shaved or have a shorter hair. Because when you have a hand-to-hand combat, if the guy behind you grab your hair, he could literally pull you down. But oh, you yeah. But if you have a short hair, they can't really grab your head, right? Yeah. It's just a de- defense mechanism. Well, crabs are disappearing because they've been shaving the hair down. They're the becoming bit-
1: obsolete. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure have heard a, that too
0: I'm sure there was a the mother Nature had a reason originally to protect you down there, right I mean I'm sure hair was meant to protect you down there. I, I would imagine,
1: yeah, just the same thing why it's hairs on our bodies it's supposed to you know yeah protect you and catch you know yeah, so we have hair in our nostrils <laughs> yes you know
0: but now you, you the porn I think i I just think probably young girls are probably thinking that's gross, just shave everything off yeah. Yeah
1: Well the other thing too I've noticed with guys um, They either shave it off Or keep it trimmed Really really short For almost the same type of reasons Because it's like I'm not going down on somebody And flossing too You know It's like you trim that shit up Not gonna deal with it And same thing with guys They're like I'll go down on you But not with hair You know So Um, Plus guys It makes your dicks look bigger If you trim it down
0: Because This is the Brazilian wax For men This girl uh, uh, Bro (laughs) What is that not Brazilian, bro. bro uh, what is it?
1: Brazilian.
0: Yeah, Brazilian oh. wax. Yeah, that's what they call it. Well, also,
1: if some guys have hair growing on their shaft, um, you know, you have to get your dick hard, and they lay wax on it and rip that strip off. Um, if you have, you know, hair on your balls, which a lot of you guys do, you know. Dude, so
0: the few men, I'm sure it's not a big thing with men, but I'm sure some. Some of you guys probably wax men, or do they do that?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. What,
0: what what's what's the? Um, I mean, we could make all kinds of jokes but oh yeah. But to prevent any sort of sexual harassment, and things like that, what's the procedure? Like, whoever you work, did they give you instruction how you deal with it?
1: Um. Yeah. I'm
0: sure sometimes some guys get excited. They they maybe get hard or something. I mean, what do you
1: guys get? Guys get hard if I shampoo their hair. I had a guy one time ask me to give him a hand job from a shampoo. I was like, "You get the fuck out of here before I call the cops, you pervert!" Especially when we were in Vegas. It's like go up the street to a massage parlor; they they'll do that.
0: Is that how you met Edwin? I'm kidding, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so you, so you literally, if you had a client, you literally have to wash it.
1: A lot of the times, they have a like a pre-wax that you do to it, so it's some type of like an alcohol um, spray or rub or whatever else. That, so
0: you put it on, okay? Yes,
1: yeah, so you'd like probably on a guy, you'd probably spray it on, or yeah. if, you know, again, if they have hair on their shaft, the the esthetician will go, okay. What is that word you use? Esthetician. What's that? That's people who do waxing and facials for a living. Oh. So if I only went to school just for waxing and facials, then I would be an esthetician, right? But if I went to hair for just, or if I went to school for just hair, I would be a hairdresser. If I went ah. to school for nails, I'd be a nail tech. But since I'm certified in all three, I'm a cosmetologist. I see. Yeah. So anyways, but, uh, so I've heard that they, um, say, okay, I'm going to step out of the room and give you a few minutes and I'll let <laughs> you get it hard, you know, and it's very professional. They make the guy, you know, hold it up against them and they, you know, treat it like it's any other body part. And, right. And I've heard stories here and there about how like a guy will like say something or try something and then they, you know, basically either kick him out or, but yeah, it's never, you know, and like I have friends that are massage therapists that have like the same type of shit happen to them. You know, guys try to kiss them, grab their ass, whatever.
0: Yeah. Um do you, do you think men are more sensitive down there or women? Oh, it's about the same.
1: I think it's probably more sensitive for men just for the fact that most I, of our sensitive parts are on the inside. Yes. Yours are right there on the outside. But thank God you guys aren't getting like the tip of your dick waxed, you know.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> So did, did they ever cry? Because that still sounds painful to me because that that's a very sensitive nerve. I'm and
1: sure there is. I'm sure there is, but I don't know. I've never really...
0: And this is not necessarily gay men. It's just like any...
1: Yeah, any any guy, I see. you know. I mean, usually your typical construction worker won't do it. It's a certain type of guy, but gay straight it does. Well, okay, matter. tell
0: me what kind of guy we're talking here. Oh,
1: about. usually like um, guys that would probably get like a manicure and pedicure on a regular basis. Guys that actually go shopping and what's buy- the difference?
0: Between one over another. One with the nails, right? Which that's pedicure.
1: Manny is hands. Petty is feet.
0: Ah, uh, so so they get their hands.
1: Just like if you see a guy's got a nice haircut or... Like, you can tell a lot about a guy from his shoes, you know? That's what... Almost all my girlfriends are like, what did his shoes look like? I'm like, I don't fucking know. They're like, look at his shoes. What does that mean? You can tell a lot about a guy by the type of shoes he has on.
0: Nicer the shoes? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. They have money. If he's got... Yeah, they have money. They have hygiene. They like... They take care of the way they dress. But if they got a... You know, ratty-ass pair of, you know, greased-up tennis on or something. You're like, uh, same thing. It's like, this guy probably doesn't <laughs> take care of his dick, you know.
0: <laughs> Is that right? That's the connection?
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: you're right because I have a stripper friends and she she was making fun of me because I was wearing flip-flop shoes. But she said, like, she could use your clientele by how good of a shoes they're yeah, wearing. very true. Because if they're in Ferragamo, chances are he's probably got a good money. And yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shoes, watch, you know, things like that. So.
0: Um, so hands, what do they do? Just cut your nails or. or...
1: Um, they usually. Yeah, they'll like um, trim them back and then they file around the edges and then they like put cuticle remover on and then they push your cuticles back. Remove all the excess. If you have a hangnail, they take care of that. Um if you have any type of like ridges in your nails or whatever they'll buff all that out. what's then, your
0: philosophy on guys with hairy hands what do you well, What do you think about that?
1: I think a hairy man is hot, so i you know hairy hands i mean it's a hard working man you know i don't I don't care about hair on the hands as long as it's not on their palms you know but, do they get
0: on the palms sometimes
1: uh you know what what kind that's, of man are you dating? <laughs> that's a very rare well, like things like hair on the palms, hair on the bottoms of the feet, and like actually a hairy tongue um whoa whoa stop. Your hair on your tongue? Yes, they do. If you want, you can look it up on your phone. It is disgusting, uh, but yeah, there's very few people out there that that grow hair in those places. You know, they're a, they're a, um. Wait, you met people like that? No, I've never met anybody like that. But I'm just saying they taught you. They t- taught us about it and uh, at the school. Yeah, and then also other things. Well, just, how does that happen? How come people? Are- I don't know. Just how some people are hairier than others, or some people are this, some people are that. Like I.
0: This was was very rude On my part I remember in Phoenix And I think I was In Mesa Gas station There was this girl With A mustache Yeah I What is that word? Cogniz What? Cognizant Dissonance Like I couldn't Maybe that's not A right term But I couldn't like
1: Tell if it was A man or a woman?
0: No, No, I couldn't Just like (laughs) <laughs> what is the What is the proper term I know I've seen that But it, it's You know what I mean Like, seeing oh, the women, to
1: process yeah,
0: It was very hard for me like, what, what, Is that a joke You know like, Right And I'm sure she's got Stared at before I don't want to be rude But you can't help but the well, look on
1: top of that, like I've, I've I went into a gas station. As a matter of fact, it was in Arizona. Maybe these bitches are related. But there's a lady working the register. She's got her hair and makeup done. She's got tits, and uh, she had a full-on groomed mustache. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there like,
0: maybe, maybe what we did the, this. What yeah. the
1: fuck? You know. But, yeah, it's like, it's one thing if they got a little bit of hair and you're like, oh, they missed their wax or something like that. But, I mean, this it, she had it trimmed around the lip and it's like, okay, you got a dick down there. Like, what, what are we doing here? No, but
0: can't you use Brazilian wax to get rid of that?
1: Well, the thing is Brazilian is a type of technique. Right. Like, it's like if you're getting it done down there and they're taking it all off, that's called a Brazilian wax. Okay. But, I mean, there might be a brand called Brazilian, but this would be considered a lip wax.
0: Okay, but... Can she just get rid of it? Yeah. Why wouldn't she do it?
1: That's what I'm saying. I used to have a client that came in and I just don't understand where people are coming from. I used to have a client that came in and she had to get her roots done every four weeks. She was one of my bread and butter clients. I mean she always pre books well, pre-books for their next one too. Yeah. You know, you know they're gonna be there. Anyways, but she was always as soon as we got her hair done, she would haul ass over and get her eyebrows waxed. But she had, like, whiskers on the corners of her mouth. She looked like a fucking catfish, you know? And I was like, hey, you know, I was like, why don't you kind of, she's like, oh, no, that would, that would hurt you bad. I'm like, yeah, but I'm sure your husband doesn't appreciate being tickled by your fucking facial hair. Or maybe he does.
0: My friend told me, like, well, some guys are into that. And, and you know, I worked in porn, but, like, that one, that one was really hard for me to process, and and you know it's it's not my business to tell what people look like. Well, who the hell am I to say that to anyone? But that one was really.
1: I've noticed
0: it kind of it kind of grossed me out.
1: I've noticed the more uh, uptight the profession or however professional they have to be, the freakier they are in bed.
0: That makes sense.
1: I used to date a doctor. He was a freak in bed. I used to date an attorney. He was a freak in bed. And uh, it's just, again, I don't I don't know if it's because they've done so many other things that they finally have resorted to that's what gets them off. I think the one's probably going to give himself auto-erotica asphyxiation, but...
0: You, you know, because I have a lot of friends in New York City with the S&M bondage business, and they always say... The
1: lawyer's from New York. <laughs> huh? The, the lawyer, the freak yeah. that I'm talking about, he's from New York. Because
0: they live in a highly stressful job, and they're always telling people what to do. And they have no one telling them what to do. It's kind of giving up some power. So they, it's a way for them to. I think it's a relaxing experience. I guess it, they're tired of always making decisions. A lot for of everyone. those
1: guys end up getting a dominatrix. Yeah. Yeah. They want somebody. They want it switched around on them. You know, it's like they're sick of being the alpha. They want somebody to boss them around. Right. You know. I get it. You know.
0: I completely get it. Yeah. yeah. But uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But the tongue thing, so you're not making that. That really. A, Where's uh, my
1: phone? No, I, no. I I'm mean, Google you a picture of a hairy tongue right now.
0: That's so gross. That's so disgusting. But bottom of the feet too.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's it's very. Hang on. Of course, I have like.
0: What do you do? Can, is that something that you could remove? If you, uh,
1: I think the people with the hairy tongue can shave it, maybe. Wow. I don't know. It's been so long since we've talked about these kinds of things. And I think the stuff on the hands and feet is probably more like patchy, but the hairy tongue is something that, you know, they taught us.
0: They've shown you guys a picture or something during the class?
1: Yeah. It was in our textbooks. Yeah. And now, thanks to Google, if I can get Google to work in here, you're going to see it, too.
0: Oh, I don't know if I want to. So what did that instructor say? Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Moment of silence for viewing the hairy tongue images.
0: (laughs) Well, this upper, uh, uh, obviously, this is not a very good podcast thing to talk because you can't, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, just if anybody wants to know, just Google hairy tongue images.
0: It looks like it's all, all guys, I would imagine.
1: Right. Maybe.
0: Oh, my God. It's
1: crazy, huh?
0: There's almost 6 billion people, assuming half of them are women. That's 3 billion. There's got to be some women into that, right?
1: Probably. (laughs) You you know there is. You know there is, you know. But it's probably something that they met somebody and they were like, oh, I've got a hairy tongue or whatever, and they either don't mind it or – I, I don't know. It's kind of like some women prefer a hairy chest, and some women, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe the hairy tongue is good for the, you know, going down factor. I mean that. I can't imagine it would be on a dick. Well, probably not on a pussy either. I don't I, know. I, that I
0: never heard of. Put a hair inside of the pussy.
1: Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that one either. I'm talking about a hairy tongue going down. Oh, on oh, oh. yeah.
0: What was the class's reaction when they heard there's actually guys with a hairy tongue?
1: Oh, we were just – all of us were like, ew. And they're like, yeah, there's a picture of it on page four or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you still talked enough friends. You know, every business behind the closed door, you know, all the comedians who talk about all the horror f- stories – I'm sure that's true in your uh, beauty business, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, have you ever heard any other crazy stories that, like, you're, you know... I mean, do they cut hair for dead people? Do they do that?
1: Yeah, some people do. Um, I've gone to, like, nursing homes and done certain people. Like, um, I had this one girl, I was doing her hair, and her... I think it was her grandpa was in... Um, some rehabilitation, nursing, whatever. So I went and gave him a haircut. He hadn't had a haircut in like six months, you know.
0: No, but 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 after they're dead, do they cut hair for people dead? Do they do that?
1: Uh yeah, they'll have certain people come in and style their hair for they the for the open casket funeral. Oh yeah, and then they have people put on makeup and
0: Is that so so that's a very is that a specialty, or it's not? It doesn't. It makes no difference.
1: I think most of the time they have somebody at the funeral home that um, does it, or they they are subcontracted for it, or whatever. Um, have you done it? No. Could you I've, do it? I think probably as long as I didn't know him that well, like I probably couldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know and until I had an aunt that killed herself like ten years ago. And, oh God. Um, her daughter did her hair and makeup she wanted to though she was like i want to do this whatever and if i would have gone i probably would have helped do the hair or whatever but uh i don't know i guess you just don't know until you're in that situation you know
0: would you have cried if you had to do it for your aunt probably not okay so you didn't love her
1: no, I loved her. I loved her, but it's not like like she was an aunt that I actually she was a chick I went to beauty school with and mm-hmm. I introduced her to my uncle and they got married. Oh. So it's not like she had been in my life since I was a kid. I, mean, oh, I, I met see. her when I was like 19, you know. So, yeah, and then they were together for like 10 years or 5 years or whatever and she fucking killed herself. So I don't have respect for shit like that. So
0: committing suicide or
1: Yeah, committing suicide. Unless somebody's like so sick that they're like like nothing helps them anymore. You know I what see. I mean? Like um those type of people Are you it's Catholic? like sick? Huh? No. It's just
0: one of those personal...
1: It's just one of those personal things. I've had so many people in my family kill themselves, but it's like, I'm sorry, but your life wasn't that fucking bad, you know, for you to just go and end it and blow your brains out, you know? But again, like, the one guy, the one guy that uh, killed himself, he basically was given six months to live. Yeah. Um. You know, like, everything they prescribed him for pain, nothing helped, so he just, he just wanted it over. He wanted it to be done. The pain was too much, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he took out his shotgun and blew his brains out, you know, so... <laughs>
0: Any yeah, other, um, wow. Oh, you know, I do remember. So, um, of course, you, you're, you're uh, working really hard uh, as a stand up and you work on show business. You work on Ultimate Fighter, and the other one is some kind of car show in oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas Rat
1: Rods. What is
0: that? I couldn't find
1: it's, uh, It's on the Discovery Channel. They just started the second season. I actually don't do hair for that show anymore. Um, but
0: you did it for season one.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Whose hair did
0: you cut? Oh, the star on the, the show.
1: But the main guy, Steve. Um, he's a friend of mine, and uh, he, I did his hair for the whole first season and a couple of the other guys that was on the show. And then when I moved out to L. A., he was like, "I need my hair cut more than once a month." And blah blah blah. And I was just like, "No, you don't, asshole." You did, you know. So I don't know what the hell it was. So uh, he actually hasn't came back to me. So I don't know what the hell. You know, big fucking deal so um,
0: but, but it was a car show I'm like what do they do um
1: what they do is they basically take different types of like hot rods and then they just kind of theme it and like funk it out however like if you google rat rods you yeah. know and so but yeah so that's basically people come in and say hey you know um I love to play poker I want more of a poker themed you know they'll have like a old truck or something like that so then these guys go in and um that show Oh, I can't remember. It's, at, it's out of Vegas. It's like the guy fixes up like old jukeboxes and Coke machines and shit like that. Um, he kind of, you know, kind of got in with that because he was always going and buying stuff from him to use on the cars.
0: Oh, I see.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so it's it's pretty cool, though. I mean, he's and I think they're all diesel engines, too. And so, um, yeah, so it's like him and a couple of the guys. So it's like that's my hair on, on season one. And then I can't remember what seasons they were for Ultimate Fighter. But I did that for three seasons.
0: Ultimate Fighter was in Vegas, or like?
1: Uh, Vegas, yeah. And uh, how did
0: you get both of the gigs? And like, did just somebody knew you from the
1: the um, the Vegas guy, the the car guy? He just came in to the salon one day and wanted a haircut. And um, it was, I think, it was right around the time that they were getting ready to start filming. And he said he couldn't stand who had been doing his hair and she kept messing it up. So I started doing his hair, and then we kind of became friends. And then from there, he'd have other guys from his shop come in and get their hair done because it was right up the street from the salon. And then The Ultimate Fighter, um, I did this guy's hair that he was the line producer for, mm-hmm. for the show. And he said, hey, he goes, all our fighters need haircuts. How about, you know, you come in every three weeks? And, you know, because those buzz cuts had to stay looking exactly the same. <laughs> Or if one of them had color yeah. in his hair or he needed his mohawk cut or whatever. So, yeah. tell you what, I was not complaining. You get to go to the fighter's house and there's however many guys walking around like, you know, half naked and whatever. Oh, yeah.
0: And um, how long did it take to cut all their hairs and stuff? I mean, did they pay you okay?
1: Yeah, they paid pretty decently. Yeah. Um, Let me think. Well, I would take... Somebody went because the first time I went, I was there for like five or six hours doing all their hair. How many guys? I'm trying to remember. I want to say there was like 20. Wow! Um, you did
0: all that in five hours?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like five or six hours, some shit like that. You're and, fast. Uh, well, a buzz cut is like nothing, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I could cut your hair in like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I think mine's pretty fast. She yeah. she cut
0: him fast. Yeah. She just buzzed the side and back, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and then just fade out your line. And yeah, you know. Anyway, so, um, and then so then after that, I was like, you know what, fuck this. So my roommate was a hairdresser too, so I started bringing him with me, and it was pretty cool because it's like, the first season that I did was the season that uh, the guys were in the house for a few months, and so we got to know that that group of guys pretty well. Mm-hmm. And but other than that, the other two seasons, they were only there for like eight weeks or something like that. I don't know. And, uh, so those ones, we only, or something like that, we only saw them a couple times, but the one that they were there for a few months, uh, they, you know, so I started taking my roommate with me, and, you know, we'd knock him out in, like, two or three hours or something, but it's cool, because then we'd go home, and we'd, like, watch that week's show, and be like, oh, this, 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 yeah, yeah, this, his hair. Yeah, 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 so that was kind of cool.
0: Um, are you going, uh, are they going to ask you to do it for season, next season, or? I haven't
1: done it in a couple years. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been like 2 years.
0: You didn't want to do anymore or
1: You know what? Um the I don't know what ended up happening, but I know they changed houses um every third season they changed fight houses or something whatever it is on the show and then um I can't even think. So I don't even know what what happened, you know what I mean? So like by the by the time that third season rolled around, it seemed like they didn't have us i don't know it just seemed like it kept losing its structure more and more every time yeah. we'd show up to do hair you know um like they wouldn't have like a station available set up for us or you know there wouldn't be a power source the, and then like one time they'd have us in the laundry room another time they had us in the foyer another time in the kitchen it's like dude it's like just you know give me a chair and a mirror and an electrical outlet and get the fuck out of here yeah. you know it's like you know again plug in my buzzers and just go you know
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's one thing people with the money do. I noticed that, um, like Russell Peters got his own uh, guy cutting hair. He would drive all the way to Malibu and you know have one. There client. you go. Yep. And he paid that guy very well. You know. I mean Russell always paid everyone very well. Um, so you, you at this point, w- what what's your next move? I know that you want to do comedy full time, but I I always thought. I don't know if there's Too many reality shows Where Hairstyle is just like The deep part You know Big part of the show Have you seen shows like that
1: Um There's a couple of shows on Like I think there's one That's in a Hair salon out here And I think there's another one In Atlanta Off the top of my head I think that's Those are the only two on There's probably more
0: A lot of one I'm, I bet that's black people cutting other black people's hair, right? I think that's
1: what that is, yeah. Because
0: yeah. um, barbershop is different animal, isn't it, from beauty salon?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Big time. Because
1: barbershop's mostly men. Uh, they don't do color. They just, they're just they just doing men's haircuts all day, and they're sitting there. You know, like women usually aren't really welcome or allowed unless they're, you know, a lesbian getting a zero fade or something.
0: And there's a lot of... Um, I've got to be delicate. What kind of... They have conversation... It's, oh, uh, it's very earthly conversation. They probably because, wouldn't
1: talk about in front of a woman or feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because sometimes, you know, who Jason Whitlock is—he's mm-hmm. he, a very famous uh, sports writer, and he's one of those tough, old-school guys. Don't approve black people living in a getaway. And sometimes he say the barbershop is a place where stupid mentality is kind of regurgitated by a barber and a client, and like like. I don't know, maybe it's a ghetto talk or something. So he was very critical of that culture. The way Bill Cosby used to attack black young y- youth behaving badly, never mind that he was doing all these horrible things. Honestly,
1: I think a barbershop is to men what a hair salon is to women. It's like that's where men go to gossip.
0: And women gossip a lot. And women
1: come to the hair salon and gossip. Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe how many things I know about people because there's a certain tend to do like whole families and then their group of friends and then their you know families over there. So it's like I know a lot about you know person A and person Z and a few things about you know M and P in the middle type thing. You know what I mean? But they don't know that I know these things. So
0: sometimes you have a a lady A comes in to gossip, right? The lady B uh, show up in gossip. They're literally talking shit about each other, Mm -hmm. but but they're not there. But you know, mm-hmm. you know what A and B is talking about each other, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep.
1: So I get to hear it all. And then also, I've heard some clients tell me some. I mean, not too illegal stuff, but it's like, like nobody's ever confessed a murder to me or something. <laughs> but um, I Wait, like some. Somebody- but, Chloe, like, you, you could a read between the lines. A lady right? told me about this really good revenge she got on her, uh, now he's ex husband, but it was when they knew they were going to get a divorce. She told me that she got a really good revenge on him, and it was illegal. But, uh, oh well, you know. But,
0: did you, when, when you're doing somebody, okay, wait, you don't have to tell me exactly what happened? But I was, you, was she talking to her friend sitting next to you guys to talking, or is she talking to you? She was
1: in my chair, it was just me and her, and she told me what she did. She, I'll tell you what it is because it was so long ago. I mean, I think it probably passed the statute of limitations by now, anyway. It's not that big of a deal. Um, she was married to this guy, and she started noticing that, like, he just, you know, they just started dwindling further and further apart, and she's just like, I don't even know who I'm with anymore. Yeah. So one day she found this, like, it was like a gay porn mag, and like she flipped through it, and he had taken out his own picture ad in the back uh, for men to start meeting him at this gay bathhouse. Oh, my God. And then she started tearing the house apart after she found that. She found all these drugs and shit like that. So basically, I mean, as all this is happening, he had lost his job, so she's paying for the mortgage. She's paying. like He's driving a brand-new truck. She's driving a piece-of-shit car. Yeah. She's paying for it. So basically, um, I think she had kicked him out. And she um, hired these guys to come and steal his truck. And they took it down to Mexico, I want to say. Oh, my And God. Uh, took it to a chop shop, you know. And then from there, you know, they were like, are you sure you don't want more money for this? She's like, no, nope, I'm good. Just as long as he doesn't have it anymore and we can report it stolen, you know. So, but again, it was, that was probably over a decade ago.
0: But, but, but as you're hearing this, obviously, she, if she's capable of doing that, you don't want to cause any problem. You just kept yourself. You just kind of smile and just listen to it, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, if she would have said anything like, you know, like, hey, I stabbed him, him, but we didn't yeah. call the cops or something like that, you know. There's, you know, everything kind of has its whatever, but, yeah. And then I just, I get to hear it all, you know. The fact that you touch people, it's like you have so much more of an influence on them, you know.
0: It's interesting. Yeah. It's
1: kind of like... Oh, I was like I'm a therapist.
0: Yeah, it, because... It's interesting when, when people are having problems and they go to a bar and there's no one there and there's only you and bartender and mm-hmm. drinking a lot. I'm not saying you're confession making a confession, but you do say more to that person than your friends or family members. Mm-hmm. Another one is when you're traveling in plane, like and especially international flight, chances are we're both never gonna see each other. So like it's surprising like how open the other person is. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. if I'm drinking a little too much, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: So y- you get a lot of that. So you're you're your job is—it's a beauty—it's a beauty business, right? You're trying to make that person yeah. look good, uh, make sure they feel good. You're presenting this person in the world. Hopefully, yeah. they get treated better. They're a walking
1: advertisement for me,
0: right? But but part of it is like you're kind of coach, right? Because people are always afraid to do something new, right? And you 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 look at somebody's face and say, you know, I know you've been living the hairstyle this way, but I think you look great. Yeah. And you kind of tried to sell that to that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I can give you a recent example. Um, I had a girl come in that she's a single mom. She doesn't really do much for herself. You know, she works for the post office, whatever. But she's got these beautiful bone structure. She's a gorgeous girl. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and this is just, you know, she's coming in just normal, frumpy, whatever. And her hair's like she's got brown hair like a little bit past her shoulders. So I chopped her hair off, like it's spiky short everywhere, a little bit longer. But you get permission
0: front. first, right?
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I flipped through and I said, Hey, I think we should do this. It'll really bring out your high cheekbones and, and she's thin that she, you know, you know, yeah. usually thinner girls can handle that type of a haircut. And she, so she let me do it, and it looks great. So she came back a couple times and had me trim it up every time I'm in town. And the last time I was in town, I said, I think you should let me bleach this out blonde. I said, I think you're going to look amazing with this short blonde hair. So she let me fucking do it, and it looked great.
0: And um, have you ever made anyone cry because they're so happy?
1: Yeah, oh, all the time. That happens a lot. Or I get <laughs> um, phone calls or text messages either later in the day or the next day. Um, people taking pictures and tagging me on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, all that stuff happens all the time because I'm fucking good. And, <laughs> but yeah, so it's usually more tears of joy. I've never made anybody watch. I'm going to go to Vegas tomorrow and make somebody cry.
0: Well, how, wh- why, why do they think, what do you think? Why will these people take so much? To, I, I think it's a bigger issue for women because I think men judge women but you know who's an even bigger judge of a women It's other women judging oh God, their... Yes. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. like... Because I watch Real Housewives, whatever, whatever. They're oh. really cruel with yeah. other women's look.
1: Yeah.
0: Gay men are even worse, I think, in some respect. But, but, yeah. but, you know, guys talk a lot of trash talking about stuff. But, man, I... some of the women are very clever how mean as
1: soon as an attractive woman walks in you know like for instance you know these chicks are sitting out here it's like I'm sure they kind of like glanced in here and sized me up real quick because that's just what women do you know and thank god I'm not like that I'm just like hey how you doing like Mm -hmm. whatever unless they've got like a flashy dress on I'm like oh that's cool or you know Um, but yeah women are very you know and on top of that depending on how they are in their circle of friends they want to have the newest trend the newest look, the newest, you know, everything. So...
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and especially, I mean, the older women get, they really want to upkeep it, looking as young as possible. So, I mean, a lot of those women, you know, they're my, what I said again, bread and butter. They pre-book every four weeks to get them roots done or, you know.
0: Okay, okay. this is something that I, um, I've i been talking about <laughs> last couple of episodes. And, and let's see, which one I would... I talked to my friend Hosanna and she was... Finalist In a season one of New Zealand's Next Top Model She came in third place Okay So she, she's an exotic looking girl And there's another girl that I interviewed Jennifer Fio She's half Korean, half white I think, And I think she was Miss San Jose And I ended up I didn't plan to But I ended up talking to them about um, The plastic surgery Okay You know And I don't know I, I of course, this town is very it's a really pl- tough place for women in that show business to survive, right? Yeah,
1: because
0: even Anne Hathaway saying she started feeling like her age, like there's certain roles that she cannot get anymore. She oh, claimed, right. yeah, right, because right. she's such a fucking old hag at 29 right. or 30, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but uh, do you remember uh Twin Peak? What's her name? Uh, Laura Flan Boyle, yeah, man? my god. She was a beautiful woman in 20, 25 years ago. Uh, but we all get old. That's part of uh, nature, you know? So, you could age gracefully, but she did some plastic surgery. My God, it's a disaster. I mean, I feel bad for her. Right. Because, like, what, what's your general feeling about that? Like, do you
1: do you I believe great. in it. Do you, I?
0: You, you look great. You know, I, I, and I hope you would not do anything like this. I don't think the upside is very small compared to disaster that awaits you.
1: I would probably like. I found out after my grandmother died that she had a feather lift. And What's that? A feather lift.
0: What's
1: that? Um, it's like getting a facelift, but it's not a full facelift. It's just kind of a slight lift, you mm-hmm. know, so you don't look like one of those stretched out plastic, you know, goons or whatever. Yeah,
0: the face doesn't move. Like when you turn yeah. right, your face should move right with you.
1: Yeah. It's like, so a feather lift, they just lift it just a little bit. So you still look like you're aging gracefully. It just kind of has a little kickstand, yeah. you know. So I believe in things like that. Um Okay, that's, uh, I mean, I, I
0: could work with that. But as know? far
1: like, also, like, I think that, um, one, if, if, if it's a problem area or if it's a whatever, then definitely get it fixed. Make sure you find a good surgeon, though, and that's what a lot of these people are. Either they've got some weird, like, morph dis, morphing, syn, whatever, syndrome in their head that they're seeing something that all of us don't, and that's when they go and fuck up their face, you know, because they were fine to begin with. Um, Do you know Brody Stevens? Nuh-uh.
0: It's a very funny comic. He works a, w- a lot with um, Zach and because he was in Hangover 1 and 2 and a couple other movies with Zach. And uh, he's around my age. Uh, hairy face. Like, a you know, he's Jewish, you know. like That, that right. looks fine. But every time I sing, you, do, you, do you do you notice the cut in my, like, cheek or something? I don't notice it, but he mentioned it all the time. Like, I can't help really? it. But, yeah, like... Like some people get obsessed over like sure, if you're a teenager and in your 20s but at a certain point, when you hit like late 30s and 40s, like, I mean, what are you going to do? like you, it just it's in, inevitable, you're going to get old, you know, yeah, yeah, but I I, I just, too, like, like,
1: like people like Larrylyn Boyle, it's like, I'm sure you that seen what she looks like now? No, but it's um, very sad. Who else looks like shit? I think Rena, it was Renee, Gina, Gina Davis looks like shit right now too. Who
0: was the star of uh, Splash? Uh, Oh,
1: Daryl Hannah.
0: She looked great even 10 years ago, but she did something to her face...
1: And I think a lot of that has to do with...
0: Um, they start looking like a transgender person. And nothing against transgender person. But if you're not transgender and you look like one, it's, it's just... It's almost like... Because they get I,
1: the lips done and then they get the eyes done. And, you know, they'll get these things cut out. And they probably get like a two-for-one vaginal rejuvenation with it, you know.
0: I mean, if you did something and I don't notice it, that's a good job of doing... And that's exactly, or, yeah. Yeah. But if, I, if, I, if it's so obvious to me, it's not a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think just like when you look at somebody's hair, you should have a short or long hair or uh, ke- chemically change your hair color? I don't understand why plastic surgeon can tell, like, in other circumstances, maybe doing these surgeries might be good. For your case, you'll be better off not do not, – you should do it. You think they do that or – I
1: don't um, think they do. I don't think – I honestly don't think most of them do, but also I think they look at things like um, – factors of um okay how many other procedures has this person had before yeah two some people could be like you know if the doctor says i don't think this is a good idea they're like i don't care i still want to do it you know this if this, you don't this.
0: do it i'm gonna go with somebody i'll else. go to somebody else i'm bound
1: yeah. and determined you know things like that but also some doctors are just hacks you know like there's some like i had plastic surgery last year and i went to a whole bunch of consultations before Wait, what did you do i had a tummy tuck um, oh,
0: that's a little different I'm talking about yeah, face
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like I went to all these surgeons um, Before I found the right one So I mean, it's gotta, people need to do the same thing with their face too Especially with their face And uh, like I showed my sister last <laughs> week When she was in town yeah. And she was like, that's the best tummy tuck I've ever seen Like you can't, there's no scar you, So I mean, basically Once the scar is completely healed It's going to be gone And it's going to look like I was just born that way you know, that's good plastic surgery, you know. So it's like if this woman's still around and I need a feather lift in 20 yeah. years, I'm going to her, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I could never.
1: Never say never.
0: I, no, no, no. I, I could never relate because I, I don't know. I know there's pressure, but <coughs> I can't even imagine. Jerome's uh, I'm pause. Sta- I just want to stand up. Oh, I, I, I can't even imagine the pressure that, you, that the women are under, especially in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It just boggles my mind. Um, did you have to go uh, take a break? uh uh-uh. Okay. So, okay, we have a little bit more time. So you, you're very successful what you do. You answer most of my questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> you learn <Harry>, a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> when did you start thinking it was doing stand-up like a long time ago or fairly recent
1: actually a long time ago um when i was 14 i watched george carlin do uh an hbo special for the first time and i knew from there that i wanted to try stand-up i wanted to do stand-up but i knew i wanted to wait till i was 30 to get some life experiences under my belt so when i turned 30 i started doing it and realized that i love the hell out of it and kinda of got thrown into running a room and some shows at the same time. So in Vegas, um, in Vegas yeah. yeah. And I just realized as, you know, time's gone by that I really enjoy it and and, you know, it's it's been very good to me so far. And it's also something that I don't I don't know if you remember me saying this at the beginning of the interview, but I said that like hairdressing doesn't really challenge me that much anymore. It's not, nothing really throws me for a loop. It's, it's basically, you know, like I, it's one of those things like I've been doing this long now, long enough. Now I got this, you know, but I think when I get to the 18 year point of comedy, I think that it's still going to impress me and surprise me. Yeah. You know, hair doesn't really do that. I mean, it's, it's an easy job. I basically, and most of the people I do, I've been doing their hair for so long that it's like, at this point I get paid to do my friend's hair. I work with my friends. I get paid to do my friend's hair. Like, an easy job, you know. I don't yeah, want it's easy It's like when you
0: wake up in the morning, you go to work driving. Sometimes you don't even remember the drive because you do it every day. Yeah. It's, everything's automatic, right? Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: it's like and every day's a little bit different because all your clients are different, but it's like, um, you know, again, it's like it's it doesn't really hold much of a challenge anymore. You know, it's like I know every day's gonna be pretty much a good day. You yeah. know like I said, like it I'm here here I am eighteen years into doing hair, but I know once I hit eighteen years of comedy that I'll still have... It'll still surprise me. It'll still challenge me. It'll, you know, it'll always be different. It'll...
0: Isn't it mysterious? Because you have the same act, same person, that, uh, you know, you do show tonight, it goes great. You go to a different city, different room, for whatever reason, same person, same act. Yep. I did, don't... don't dig it Or they talk during the show Yeah, it's mysterious like, Yeah, yeah. so
1: stuff like that It's like there's never Going to be an exact science to it Yeah you know? Yeah
0: um, So it's a big difference well, Did you start in Vegas Or where did you start? I started
1: there? in Vegas, yeah
0: what was that like starting in Vegas? You know what, back Sam then Sam Tripley and Joe Coy started in Vegas, if I remember right.
1: Um, you know what, and I don't even really know where they started because back then there was like seriously like two open mic nights, and I was running one of them. You know, okay. Um, like I said, this this guy, you know, he kind of I I had this girl that I was working with, and she was kind of teaching me um a lot of stuff, how to run a room, and like, but like, first off, actually, she's the one that taught me how to like write a joke, don't step on your laughs, what segues are, what callbacks are, all that good stuff, you know. And then when this guy approached us about running an open mic night at his bar, then she was teaching me how to run a show and stuff like that and then he started you know offering up hey if you want to bring in you know headliners and feature acts let's do a, a weekend show here and i'll put them up in a hotel whatever yeah. you know so that was a cool little thing you know but back then it's like i want to say every comic that started in vegas i want to say probably at least 85 percent of them got you know their first time in my room because um, after i started there was seriously probably eight. where was your room it was at a place called meatheads on charleston and decatur Oh, I never
0: knew that. Word. And
1: uh, so, from, like, from
0: what year to what year you were doing that?
1: It was two thousand nine to uh, what was it, January uh,
2: two thousand fourteen. Wow, weird.
1: Something like that, yeah. Or no, no, I don't think. Maybe we didn't start that until two thousand ten. Something. It lasted almost five years. So wow, all
0: these years I've been visiting Vegas, I've never heard of it. Like yeah, I said, yeah, and you
1: know what? It's still like, I still get phone calls from people about it. And I'm like, that bar closed, God, it closed like a year and a half ago. And the owner just came in and shut the whole place down, you know. Um,
0: oh, that's why it ended. <laughs> yeah, that's why it ended.
1: Otherwise, it, it I would have probably given it to somebody when I moved, you know. Um, but yeah, and also when I first started, there was only like eight other comics in Vegas. So we had the same people. But then like with the economy tanking, you know, all these people were losing their jobs. So I want to say probably about eight or nine months After starting to run that room People started coming out of the woodwork Hey you know I've been thinking about doing comedy Thinking about doing comedy So it's like then we had to pick up a second night of the week To do um, open mic because it was so busy all the time We wow. had to start doing it two nights a week Yeah and uh,
0: do, you, do you think because the, Because I've been trying to figure out The last couple of years Like whenever I go to Phoenix, Vegas, San Diego San Jose, Sacramento Seattle, my God, there's more places to perform now than ever before. Yeah,
1: that, I think a lot of it, also something I've noticed over the years, it seems like every few years a certain profession is trending. Um, A few years ago it was hairdressing and that's still kind of – a couple years before that, it was bartending. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like certain professions I've noticed get this influx of people wanting to do that for a living, you know? Um, and then I noticed the past few years, it's stand-up comedy big time. And 90% of the people that hold a microphone never have any business of fucking picking one up. And I think
0: um, I'm also, it's it's not that I'm a bleeding heart liberal. I'm not. Okay. But I'm, I'm kind of into fairness. And there was a period late. 2000s You know there's certain com- communities that are against Women doing comedy I'm sure you've dealt with Guys oh, like god, that oh god yes yeah. oh yeah And I, I wouldn't say I'm A friend with Amy Schumer but We did a couple of shows when I worked for David Tell and um, it's kind of nice There, There is Every time there's a Attack in one group that you can't Do something they always surprise You and prove you wrong right so You know this group cannot do sports or something, they'll come and surprise you. And you right. Yeah, you know, so, um, my God, you know, Amy Poehler can't get any funnier than her. And there's, there's so many groups of funny people coming up. So yeah, I, I, I think it's good because, you know, I know Bonnie McFarlane and she wrote that, she made that movie, Women Unfunny or whatever documentary. I don't know if you ever saw it. You oh, know. okay, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's great. With, uh, she's married to Rich Voss and... Um, it's funny that comedians who used to kind of attack women doing comedy at Comedy Cellar... Yeah. Well, things have changed quite a bit since that movie replaced last three years, you know. It's not just Amy Schumer, but... Um, Nikki Glaser's, um Oh, what's her name? Oh, I just saw her special. Um, There's a bunch of new girls. They were always there, but I think... Yeah, they're like giving,
1: women are kind of starting to...
0: Take control of the... Right? I kind
1: of noticed that when I first moved here. Um, I was like, it seems like like women are starting to get a little bit more notice and more of a voice. And also women are getting funnier, thank God. Um, and the too...
0: Do you think, historically, it's not a ladylike quality? So, do it, you think it's been a hard for women to make that transition?
1: I think a lot of it too is because One a lot of the stuff that women used to talk about When they would come out and do comedy Most of them were married and had kids So it's like you're performing for mostly a room of men And that's the last fucking thing they want to hear about So I think that's That's a a lot where that stereotype came from but now you're running into went like I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm 37, I've never been married, I don't have any kids. I don't want either one of those things. Like I would prefer to stay single the rest of my life and just have sex with whoever I want, you know? I have the wildest shit happen to me all the time and so that's what I talk about on stage. So it's like I've actually heard that I need to appeal to the ladies more because I'm so much more like You know, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm more like a a dude on stage. You know, Um, I think, but there's more women out there with that are kind of more like me. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah.
0: I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. You just gotta fine tune it a little bit where men are men are very comfortable, obviously, with you, and you're not threat to women. Maybe, maybe, maybe because you're so cool to men, you make their spouse or girlfriend look. Not difficult, but you know well, what I like, mean.
1: And then the other thing, I, I mean, I do have a few things that are a little guy bashing, but it's it's also, you can tell it's coming from a place of the, like, this shit actually happened to me type yeah. thing, you know. And sometimes, I mean, you see the women in the audience, they're like, you know, snickering under their hand. I'm like, laugh, damn it. I'm like, you know, how do you think I felt? I experienced the damn thing, yeah. you know. So it also almost seems like women are embarrassed to let the rest of the room let them let the rest of the room know that they think that's funny. Sure. You know? That's what I love about performing in front of black girls.
0: Um, so how, how's it going? You've been here about a little over a year now, right? In I've LA? been here.
1: No, not even that. Um Almost 10 months. So um, how's it going? It's like sitting on a turtle's back. What does that mean? <laughs> it's not really moving very fast. Oh, oh, oh. Um, just it. And I knew, it, I mean, I knew it was going to be is like a turtle? this. turtle? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, But it's just, yeah, it's like, um, I've noticed out here that people just, unless you're in TV, on TV, just were getting ready to be, same thing with movies, it's like, or you're friends with somebody famous, it's like, uh, basically, I'm not getting any love from anybody. It's like, I have a few friends out here that would, you know, see me in Vegas or whatever, like, I'd pick them up at the airport, or they'd crash on my couch. Um, those kind of people I'm still friends with, and they try to help me here and there. But um, a lot of people is, is very just out for themselves, I've noticed. Vegas is Vegas is more like, um, like for instance, if you're in Vegas and you, you do a show with a few of your other comic friends, and for some reason your acting seemed to hit the hardest that night, everybody's just praising you like, hell yeah, you had the best act of the night, good for yeah, yeah. you. You know, I noticed out here, um, one time I did the show I volunteered to go first, and I mean, not to like toot my own horn, but I like fucking slayed the crowd. And then after that, like it just kind of slowly, just kind of fell off. Yeah. And so some of the other guys that were in the show, but they were like later on in the show, they wouldn't even fucking speak to me because of it. Like,
0: it is very weird, isn't it? At the same token. If you're too nice, people are trying. It's really weird. Like I hate to think like that, but yeah. yeah. Like, but figured- like we we're both from Edwin San Juan He's so generous with stage time Yeah
1: Oh yeah
0: <coughs> But not everyone is like that By the way If you want to do uh, If you want to check out Stand-up comedy show, You want to go Planet Hollywood uh, To uh, God damn it What's the V Theater San, V Theater And go check out Edwin San Juan Because he's a very Very funny guy 2015 Funniest guy Comic on the strip award And yep. you should go see him But he's also generous With time and, Yeah he you is know, He doesn't have a hidden agenda Very rare Yeah And um, it, sh- it should be like that But You're considered like a sucker if you do that over here in L.A., you know?
1: Yeah, it's like I just, you know, and everybody's like, you want to run a room, you need to run a room. And I'm like, you know what? I would consider running a room, but it's like I would want to do it at, I don't want to do it at a bar or in a restaurant or whatever. I want to run a room that's close to the action that maybe turns into like a nightclub afterwards or something like that, you know? It's like I'm I'm done doing the bar show type thing. And I understand where people say you need to run a room because, like, it's a bargaining chip, you know, like – um, when if I, you do
0: my room, you got to let me do your room. Yeah. Or just
1: people, you know, they're like, they'll just all of a sudden be nicer to you. They're like, oh, I heard you got a really good room going over, you know, in K-Town, you know, whatever. And uh, and that's when people, but right now I have nothing to offer. Like, at the beginning of the year, I have this room that I book in Northern Nevada, And the owner, you know, for other reasons, he just kind of put a kibosh on comedy for a few months. But I was booking that every month. And even then, going out and networking with people, they're like, oh, you book a room? You know? But it's like, now I have nothing to offer anybody. And it's like, like, I even have friends. Well, you do have
0: stuff to offer.
1: I have stuff to offer. But it's like, I guess I'm just not offering it to the right people, you know? And everybody else I've talked to that's, like, really getting the ball rolling with their career, they said, give it two years. You know, like, everybody's saying you got to find an agent, a manager, whatever. Like, yeah. And so it's like I'm just, you know, like I needed a change. I was in Vegas for almost 14 years. and
0: You got tired of it?
1: It's not that I was tired of it, but I knew that it wasn't going to change. I loved my life, but it wasn't going to change much from what it was. And plus I needed to move somewhere that has a last call. Um, the 24-hour drinking was was just, I, I loved to party, you know. And it it just really, last year, it just really kind of started coming to a head. So I was like, yeah, I need to.
0: I mean, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but you, you didn't have a DUI problem, did you? No. Okay, good.
1: Knock yeah. on wood. I got a DUI once, and it was for marijuana. It was right after I graduated beauty school. <laughs> <laughs> Driving through the state of Utah. Fuck you, Utah. <laughs>
0: um. So be, be, before we finish, you know, I want to know where you're. Um, if you're running a room, if you're going, where you're going to do a tour. This this probably get up. Most likely next Wednesday. Okay. Week from today.
1: Oh, okay. Week from today.
0: Um, I, I thought, you know, I know I could talk to you for the next 20 hours. You're going to be telling, you're just going to remember other crazy stories, right? Oh,
1: yeah. We could do this all night and I could just keep telling you more and more and more stories.
0: You thought about writing a book or doing one woman show?
1: I actually thought, I've really been thinking about writing a book just because. I I mean, in so many different ways, I've had some of the craziest, most amazing, just wildest shit happen to me. Like, and a lot of it is sex, you know. Um, But just, and it's funny, you know. It's really funny. And I guess maybe just my perspective of looking at things when they happen, you know. So, um but yeah, I actually, I was considering writing a book, and I think if somebody could transcribe it for me, I would, but right now, I, I don't know. And I'm old-fashioned in the aspect that, like, I would want to actually write it with my hand, you know? Uh, I, uh
0: My friend Jonathan Branstein walked in, and we, I had him on, um, God, you did one episode, oh my God, almost close to, like, 100, 100 episodes back, I think. We talk about travel, but um, Jonathan and his wife Flora K was kind enough to let me use conference room in K Town because I'm staying with my friend. Yeah. Um,
3: Nobody cares about this, really. The, the, the no, no it's it, it
0: just. <laughs> not, but this is Angie. I'm and, just kidding. You.
1: Um,
0: we're 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 Hi, nice to meet you. We're, we're almost done, but uh, yeah, we we're, we we're finish have to be finished by oh five minutes. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I, ho- I hope you write it because. It, I thought I have all the questions, but every time I ask you a question, you had all the Bring
1: something else up.
0: <laughs> I mean, did jo- Jonathan, did you know some? What, what, what would what would you say? One out of hundred thousand guys have a hair on their tongue.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the statistic. Hair is. On their tongue. hairy tongues, yes. It ex- when she it ex- went to thin, school, they exists. would show. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, Google it. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you want, really? yeah, if and you want to, yeah. And she was telling me how fungus would transfer from one client to another these uh, saloon that doesn't keep it clean. So she we
3: talked like prostitutes? No 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 no,
1: no 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 we no we were talking about like um if somebody goes and gets like a pedicure at a nail salon, if it doesn't get cleaned properly, they'll transfer fungus from different people, right. you know, yeah. I think you're talking about Oh, no, no.
0: Oh, no, no, <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> so um, you want to tell everyone your like Instagram or Twitter account so they can uh, follow you?
1: Yeah, Facebook, Angie Crum, or AngieCrum.com. That's K-R-U-M is the spelling. And then um, Twitter and Instagram is Crumshaw. It's all one word. And um, let's see. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. So next weekend, I'm headlining at Sapphire. And I haven't really had too much comedy going the on lately. The strip club? Yeah, they have a really nice showroom there. And they put on a really good show every Saturday night. And At what so, time? Uh, the community, the community, the community. Yeah, yeah. They do comedy and then they do a burlesque act. They do a magic act. And then um, it's kind of all mixed into one. They do it in like an hour and a half. and um, But they have a really nice showroom. It seats like, I think, like 350 people. Um, and this is
0: on uh, every Saturday night? Na-
1: it's every Saturday night. Uh, K-R-U-M shots, all one word. And yeah, because it's like, since I just went S-H-O-T-S. to... S-H-O-T-S? Sp- yeah. And so I just went to Spain and everything like that. I haven't really been doing That's much That's right. why you did, you, were the,
0: you were telling me you went to fancy salon at Ibiza, and you thought of a moment, like, man, maybe I can live here.
1: Where in Ibiza? I could, the whole island. Where, it was, where, where, how long were you there for? We were there for 10 days. I we stayed it. in San Antonio Bay. You stayed in San Antonio? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were doing the There's touristy they, thing. they
3: call the English ghetto.
1: Well, we didn't <laughs> stay in the city part. We stayed on the other side in an apartment. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, and that's so brutal. it was. I don't know. We our apartment was actually really yeah. nice. When, when did you do it? Um, I was there August like My 19th, God, that's like the high season. yeah, the 19th that's through the, the really 31st. Yeah, yeah, it was it was did good you go times. To space? Yes, we did. We went to Space and Privilege and Amnesia and Ushuaia and oh, um, yeah. we went to Esperdis, the water party. Hey, oh, yeah, that was we went to Esperdis twice. That was so much fun.
3: A friend of mine has a hotel in um, uh, all the way I'm
1: other side of the island in, um, I can't remember the name of it now. It's
3: such a cool
0: area. It's yeah? Un- is it the north side of the island?
3: Uh,
0: or is it like a beast of town? Or, no, no, no. Or no. what is like it? the other side, like um, in uh, Portinacci. No, it, um. God, I hope the uh, audio picks it up. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Should> <laughs> but, put- no, no, no. no m- most likely... Um, you are answering his question, but they probably oh, don't probably hear the question Oh, can't hear yet. what he's saying, yeah.
1: that's. What
3: really so you're going. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. No, you know what I said. Okay. I just was, uh, uh, I, sorry. I, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, Uh-oh. but uh, uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, real quick, I anyway. think I might be able to help you. No, it's it's point.
3: okay, It's but um, Ibiza I know quite well. I've I'm been there many, many, many times. still carrying a map around in my purse. Oh, really?
1: Right there, bang.
3: I'll tell you where it is. Uh, here. I do want to go back so bad. Okay, uh, it's over here. Portinac. I was right. Oh, okay, you were. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: So we stayed down here by like the uh, two.
3: I would stay. Um, several times I stayed. We rented a house in San Josep okay. right here. and uh, But there's a beach called. Um, uh, well, okay, Es Vedra and Vedranel are over here. Okay. Anyway, you're, you're, this is boring for people listening. But, I know, right? Um, <laughs> this, this beach, Salinas Beach, is very special. Okay. And um, Ibiza is a very special place. Santu Lalia is nice. But if you go to Ibiza, the thing about that is everybody has this idea that it's this, you know, party central of nightclubs and stuff. And that exists. That's a big industry there. But... And I'm a person who's been, as you know, Yoshi, a lot of places. I can say this is one of my favorite places in the world, this island. It's very special. And I don't go for the clubs or and anything like me, that. And believe me, has
0: been probably, like, close to 90 countries in the world. Oh,
1: oh see, that's – awesome. I, I don't know what it was about going there, but you just – And again, I mean, the nightclubs were fun, and we had – you know, it was yeah. my first time there. Had to go in and see the nightclub thing and whatever else. But it's like um, I would go back. And I was telling one of my friends yesterday, I said, I could live there. I mean, I seriously just – I loved Every the whole – yeah, I mean, I know it, like, slows down and stuff like that, but it just, it was, it just, I don't know what it was, everything about it. Just, even when we went out and, you know, we were driving from one side of the island to the other, just looking at, you know, how everybody lives and stuff like that, I would just, I would move there.
0: We've got to finish. We've got to close. Um, one more time, your Twitter account and, and your website.
1: Uh, Twitter and Instagram is um, Crumshots, Shots, K-R-U-M Shots, all one word, and Angie Crum on Facebook, com. even though I kind of got that under construction right now it's still up and uh and sapphire next saturday sapphire next saturday yeah did you ever
3: go to um formentera
1: no i didn't that's the best place
3: formentera is the island that's across from ibiza and there's a, be- a restaurant there called juani andrea which is the yeah? most special restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah that's a special island formentera okay yeah. very cool If
1: I go back next summer, then I'll... It He's all
3: part of the lovely Balearic Islands. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, the Balearic Islands consist of, do you know? No. Yes, you do. (laughs) Well, Ibiza.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Formentera. Okay.
3: And there's two others. Can you guess? No. Yoshi's going to give anyone $1,000 if they call in right now with the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Mallorca and Menorca.
1: Oh, yeah. See? I know that now. Damn it.
0: All right um, Angie thanks for doing it
1: Thank you for having me It
0: was good times That was um, Boy you asked a lot of questions I, I, I still think you should Pitch for sitcom Or write a book about it Because
1: Like I said We could sit I, here I, I for mean, a, I
0: mean I, I checked Amazon.com For any sort of book about Not necessarily Shitting on the business But dark side of it like, I think I couldn't really find anything so. Comedy uh, uh, Beauty salons And beauty salons Yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. And uh, yeah, um, this will be up a week from Thursday. So, well um, Wednesday. So, a week from today. So oh, perfect.
1: Uh, so, when pe- when you people are listening to this, um, Saturday the 10th, 8 o'clock, Sapphire.
0: Okay. And if you Fantastic. message me on
1: any of those things, I'll get you free tickets.
0: And I will be in Chicopee, Mass. All right. Doing two shows. I don't remember the name of the right. room. But uh, October 10th, I'll be there. I'll miss little Jimmy in uh, Irvine. but um, All right. Angie, thanks. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: And now broadcast live in front of a live studio audience for the first time from the certified up-to-code WYZ2 studio, it's the Corny Collins Miss Hairspray Spectacular. He's Corny. Brought to you by Ultra Hairspray. <laughs> what is a girl? Power and punch. Is it charm? Is it poise? No, it's hair. Spray. What gets a gal asked out to lunch? Is it brains? Is it dough? No, it's hairspray! If you take a ride with no can at your side, then you're flipped. We'll be gone with the wind. But if you spray it and like it, you can take off in a rocket in outer space. Each hair will be in place. Why take a chance when you get up and dance? If you twist, I insist you use hairspray. And tell your mother, her head she should smother with ultra gloss face Blowing So if you're a redhead, a blonde, and brunette, just take. Advice, and you might just get the 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 only thing better than hairspray—that's me. Forget the milkman; the only thing better than.
2: ultra so, a So if you're already upon the rent
3: oh. Just take my advice and you might just get might the old use a stiff one.